And welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show, the show all about y'all. I'm your gracious host, John Rawl, and we are broadcasting today on stations and to listeners all over the Southeast, our mix of news, music, sports, opinion, culture. We do it all right here on the Y'all Show. Our way to reach out to us here, if you have a question or comment, is 803-816-1170, 803-816-1170. Follow us on Twitter at Y'all Show, at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W. would love to hear from you as we do this each and every day. And on this Tuesday, we're glad to have you. We're going to have a great show today. If you love food, well, you'll want to stick around because not only in the South do we love our food, we love barbecue. And specifically, we love barbecue sauce. And the sauce shop's Alan Dietrich. This is a great app, Sauce Shop. Find it on your smartphone. He'll be coming on to tell us a little bit about some of the sauces that he has to offer and grilling tips and places that he's been to throughout the Southeast. Alan Dietrich coming up in hour two. Also in hour two today, we're going to be joined by the Southern Women Channel's Julia Fowler. If you haven't seen this on YouTube or you haven't liked them on your social media apps, check it out. They have had over 21 million downloads of their material. And if you're a a woman in the South or you just love Southern women, you'll get a big kick out of this channel. It'll be a lot of fun talking to Julia in hour two. Here this hour, we're going to be talking politics in the South with Howie Morgan. Howie's going to tell us a little bit more about the primary season that's been going on and continues to go on across the Southeast. We've had some upsets thus far. We've seen some longtime lawmakers in South Carolina and Alabama be challenged, and these are conservative lawmakers, by the way, be challenged in the primaries, and one even lost recently. We'll tell you all about that later this hour of the Y'all Show. But a lot of fun on tap today, as always, on this premier week of the Y'all Show. Glad that you've taken a little time out to listen to us, and we welcome your feedback anytime. Again, our number is 803-816-1170. That's a number you can call, text. You can leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you at the Y'all Show. National news to get going. Of course, the big story coming out of the nation's capital with the president is what's going on with the border with all these children. We touched on it briefly yesterday. Don't want to hammer the point because here on the Y'all Show, if you want breaking news that's on 50 other channels, then probably go somewhere else. But if you want the Southern spin on it, or you want to know what's going on in this part of the world, then this is the right choice on your radio dial or if you're catching us on social media. This is the right place for all of that. So, of course, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it, but still some, some ping-pong battles going on between the Republicans, Democrats, the Republicans, and President Trump on the whole issue of our border. Now, this news comes out of South Florida, a, uh, a sad story of a rapper being gunned down Monday. Extension was killed in Deerfield Beach, Florida. And he is a Plantation, Florida native. And uh, this is a developing story that we'll continue to have. But he was only 20 years old. And I saw a video that he recently put out where he he almost spoke about his pending death on this video that's now uh, viral. 
and out there and a lot of uh, people in the world of rap are commenting on the death of Extension down in South Florida. No fan of rap myself, but I know that rap has a lot of, of followers and, and, and always tragic to see a, a young man at 20 years old being essentially assassinated. That's not the word that the law enforcement is going to use, but he was uh, driving a $150,000 electric sports car down in Deerfield Beach when he was shot. And again, a developing story, and we certainly want to keep his family and friends in our thoughts and prayers. Another story from South Florida that we want to pass along here on the Y'all Show. Denny's customers have to run for cover after a man pulls out a rifle down in North Miami. This happened on Sunday as folks were in Denny's enjoying enjoying their meal, and all of a sudden an unidentified, an unidentified man got into a verbal dispute with patrons as they were waiting to be seated at the restaurant at 12105 Biscayne Boulevard, and the person just kind of lost it. There, never know, even in Denny's, what uh, people may end up doing. So that uh, that story also from South Florida. Now, moving along to another state. This is in Kentucky. The body of a missing Kentucky woman with cancer found in the woods, and now three people are charged with this despicable crime. This story comes from Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, as a lady who was, as we said, undergoing cancer was just uh, just a tragic thing. She'd been undergoing chemotherapy for terminal lung cancer, and then her body was later found in the woods. Uh, just a horrible story there from from Kentucky, and a, a couple people already arrested. Kenneth Maurice Jones, 38, taken into custody after the body of Danita Satchwell was discovered on June 14th, uh, not far from her home. So that story from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Now on to Texas, the Lone Star State, where dozens hospitalized for carbon monoxide poisoning at a Texas restaurant. I think it, I think this is a restaurant. I've not heard of this name, but uh, according to my, our sources here, Hardy's Fresh Foods, that's H-A-R-D-I-E apostrophe S, not to be confused with one of my favorite fast food joints from here in the South, Hardy's, and Carl's Jr., depending on where exactly you may be located, but uh, people hospitalized after being exposed to the carbon monoxide at a pro- produce processing center in Hardy in southeast Houston. I guess that's what Hardy's Fresh Foods, foods is. They, they, uh, pro- 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 they process produce, say that five times fast, 29 people treated in three separate hospitals. 11 were listed in serious condition, so a a very scary thing with carbon monoxide poisoning going on down in the Houston area. Finally, some good news on the country music front, and this is just happy news, not necessarily good news, but remember country music singer and American Idol winner Scotty McCreary? Well, he just married his longtime girlfriend over the weekend in the mountains of western North Carolina. He and Gabby Dugall met uh, several years back, and he got engaged back in September near Grandfather Mountain, which is in western North Carolina. They go back to kindergarten, actually, when I say they met a few years back, and they both are from Garner, North Carolina. I think that's in the Raleigh area. 
Dugall is a UNC graduate and works as a pediatric cardiac nurse at Duke University Hospital. Good news there for Scotty McCreary and his new wife, his longtime girlfriend, now wife, Gabby Dugall, married there in his native state of North Carolina. And speaking of country music, on Wednesday's Y'all Show, we're going to go to Music City. We're going to actually go to Music Row in Music City and talk to Precious Harris of the Nashville Music Line. We're going to get a full report on what all happened at this year's Country Music Fest and all the thousands of fans. I, I spoke to Precious earlier in the week, and she said it was absolutely slammed, as we as we knew it would be earlier in June for that event that, that is such a moneymaker for Middle Tennessee in June each year, and we'll get a report on other developments in country music. I tried to download this prior to today. There was a brand new Garth Brooks song that came out today, and it's all about the summertime, and I was trying to sneak it on the show before we got on the air today, and I, I guess there's an issue with the, with the, I guess, record label that Garth has. All Day Long is the name of the new song, so check it out if you want to hear Garth, new Garth music. Give him credit. He kind of retired, and he's now come back, I think, twice, at least two times in the music biz with his attempts to keep Garth music relevant in the 21st century. And and to his credit, I remember 20 years ago, he was very anti-ripping people off, ripping musicians off from free downloading of music. And as a result of that, he was able to hold on to a lot of his rights where a lot of singers probably lost millions with some of the, the download services that have since been deemed illegal. But Garth was on the forefront as a celebrity of protecting the royalties of songwriters and, and performers as well. And so that's why his music kind of isn't really found. I think, they, I think they recently came out with something in iTunes with his music, but forever you could not download digitally Garth Brooks music, even from 25 years ago, it had been protected. But we are seeing, I think, some of that now, if memory serves me correctly, that he's got some stuff out there in in the iTunes world. But he's got a new song. Check it out if you get a chance. Listen to it on the radio. I'm sure, it'll be roaring across the radio airwaves any second now if you haven't heard it already all day long. It's all about the summer, according to Garth's record label. Well, that pretty much gives us a glimpse of what's going on in the Southeast today. We're going to take a break on the Y'all Show, and we're going to come right back with Howie Morgan of Election Impact Group, and he's going to give us a great kind of glimpse of what all has been going on politically in the Southeast the last few weeks with the primary season. And we'll also talk to him about President Donald Trump and the impact the executive of the United States is having and will continue to have, politically speaking, as so many Republicans have to walk that fine line between whether to embrace the president or to gently hug the president or to totally avoid the president in some cases. And the president won't like that whatsoever if that's the option they take. So we'll have Howie coming up next. You don't want to miss it. This is the Y'all Show. We'll be right back. I love my family, but last week, 
Mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. <laughs> for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. back to y'all the show all about y'all on this premiere week as we broadcast our message about how great the region is and we're covering music sports religion food culture and yes we're even diving right in headfirst into the world of politics and our first political guest on the y'all show is howie morgan of the election impact group welcome aboard y'all howie Glad to be here, John. Well, thank you. You and I go back a long way, and I appreciate your friendship through the years, but now we're going to have to turn our friendship into political talk, if that's okay. Oh, uh, that sounds dangerous. For pol- for public consumption, that is. We, we've had many a political talk w- <laughs> without microphones, but now we gotta, we got to open it up to everybody. But Howie has strategized campaigns for a long time and had some success and had some failures, and that, you wouldn't be in your business if you didn't have success and failures. So we're glad to have you aboard as we have our first week of shows. And one reason we are asking Howie to come on 
is because, yes, a lot of people are turning their attention to November and what some predict will be a blue wave. I'm going to get Howie's take on, on the latest on the blue wave optimism for some. But uh, before that happens, you've got debates. Our, our primaries going on and debates across the region. And we're going to kind of surf around the southeast with Howie and, and get his take on what's going on in the different southern states from a primary standpoint. Some have already been decided. And believe it or not, some are in runoffs. And even I know in some states like Tennessee, their main primary hasn't even happened yet. So we'll, we'll talk about all that right now. So Howie, go ahead, reach in the bag and pull out a good state for us to start with. Well, how about a primary we just had in Virginia All right, uh, for, for the U.S. Senate race? It was a hotly contested race. They want to challenge Tim Kaine. And Corey Stewart, the pro-Trump candidate, uh, won that race, causing consternation immediately in Washington, D.C. because of his somehow, uh, his somewhat, say, tinged conversations and comments, including being, uh, some people, you can call him a racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is a candidate. Which is a right typical now. thing for any Republican candidate to be called that. Well, he's done some things that might, that have been uh, uh, made a lot of people uncomfortable. So, and in fact, the, the NRSC has said they will not be supporting him. Um, I know that I know that the Koch brothers have already said flat out that they're not going to be supporting him in his race uh, with AFP and other groups like that. So, you know, that was just a, a, a blast from uh, across the bow because obviously the, the Republicans want to keep the Senate and they want to keep the House, and they're looking across the all across all 50 states looking for opportunities and they're afraid that they're, that's one they're going to lose as a very swing state so yeah but come on let's be honest howie virginia how how who would have been able to easily beat tim kane in a senate race in anybody you know that state's changed a lot recently and, and it's all about the candidates and who wants to run it's also about the climate because you're in a a a, a situation where the statewide race is going to be held um, so close to D.C., it has a lot to do right there. Don't forget the Republicans actually had a 20-seat lead in the legislature, Virginia House of Delegates, that was eliminated just last election cycle. So that state has really changed quickly in just the last couple of years. Right. So we're going to have this, uh, this, this, this race that may be getting more attention because the accusations going against the Republican candidate Safe to say, Tim Kaine is probably the favorite in this one. Anything else going on in the Old Dominion, political-wise, we need to touch on? Not really. I think you ought to look down, just go down a little bit farther south and hit to, hit to North Carolina. You know, they're going to be a new congressman down there, and go a little farther south in South Carolina. They have a GOP runoff for governor, for agriculture, excuse me, for AG, uh, and a uh, a lot of people probably saw Mark Sanford, uh, the Republican congressman, was beat in a in a primary election there. And Trey Gowdy has an open seat. He's retiring, and they have a runoff over the Republican and Democrat sides uh, right down there. And then a little farther south, you hit Florida. All kinds of things are happening. And that's an opportunity right now that Republicans believe they have to challenge the sitting U.S. Senator Bill Nelson. Uh, the current governor is running for that seat. He hopes to to challenge that. There's a lot of Senate seats, excuse me, congressional seats that are, that are open. Uh, and, in fact, there's probably... Uh, one seat that Republicans believe pretty strongly that they're going to lose that seat down to Miami uh, that's been held for a long time by a long-time Republican, but it's a very Democrat district. Uh, and that's that's going to be a, a change for there. The North Carolina race you mentioned, Now I wanted to go back to that. You, you just mentioned it, but do you, do you happen to know what area of North Carolina that's in? 
the North Carolina just has a new congressman uh, in the state. Uh, it is, I'm not quite sure of the area of there, but it, a lot of things are pretty stayed and, and will stay the same mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of states uh, across America. Okay. There's not going to be any changes. Kind of like Arkansas. Arkansas is got a lot of races going on, but nothing's really going to change in the congressional delegation. Right. Uh, Florida has some changes. Texas actually has a weird a lot of changes. Texas, believe it or not, has had nine congressmen retire, opening up nine seats. And everyone should be uh, held by the Republicans except for that huge district that goes all the way from El Paso to San Antonio all along the Mexican border. It's currently held by a Republican, a former CIA agent named Will Hurd, who's running for re-election. The Democrats look at that as one of those seats they want to uh, take over. And as you know, right now in the Congress, we have 195 uh, Democrats and 240 Republicans. And all the Democrats need is 23 seats to pick up, and they will then control the House. And with a lot of retirements, uh, uh, not only in Texas but other states, Republicans are concerned because mm-hmm. there are 68 competitive seats, what we, we consultants call competitive, that are held by Republicans right now, and only nine by Democrats. And so just those numbers alone means that Republicans are playing defense all across the board um, it, for the House. Now, the Senate's actually opposite. A lot of these seats that are right now open this year all across the country, including the South, are actually the Democrats are playing defense, like Bill Nelson in Florida. And so that's going to be a different play. So it's, it's, it's playing defense in the House and offense in the Senate, and who knows where they're going to be in November. Well, you mentioned Will Hurd, of course. If you watch any CNN or Fox or any of these other national channels, he's one of the real stars of the modern Republican Party and I didn't realize that he would even be in a, a skirmish, much less battle, for his seat come November. But I guess that's what happens when you have to run every two years, as every congressman does. And we know that there are other familiar faces on the congressional side in the South that are going to be gone. Someone like Trey Gowdy in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He, he's on his own leaving Congress. And others, there's a lot of vacant seats coming up. Someone you know that has been a congresswoman, and she actually prefers to be congressman, Marsha right. Black, Blackburn of Tennessee is choosing to give up her seat to run for Senate. So a lot of faces, uh, the familiar faces of the Republican Party, leaving and or in a major battle. It's not just Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee. Jimmy Duncan retired, as did uh, Diane Black. She's actually running for the governor's seat. So there's some newer people that are coming onto the scene in a lot of these states, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, uh, even in Mississippi. They have a special election that's going to be held at the end this year. It's a weird election. It is a, uh, instead of having a Republican primary or Democrat primary, all the main candidates, there's three of them, are going to go right to the general election in November, and whoever gets 50% plus one will then become uh, the U.S. Senator. Now, currently, the governor appointed a woman named Cindy Hyde-Smith to the seat, but she is not, well, let's face it, she was a Democrat until 2011, so why the Republican governor did that, it was kind of a a mystery to me, and that's why Chris McDaniel, uh, who earlier had, had a really close election, against Thad Cochran is going to be challenging that seat. And it's even stranger that a former uh, congressman, Mike Espy, who also was Bill Clinton's Secretary of Agriculture, he's in that race. So that race, actually, you may find out that the U.S. Senate will not be decided in November. It may be decided at the end of November when that election is finally held for a runoff. 
Again, this is a, uh, let's not confuse you. Uh, you may be confused if you're listening in Tennessee, I'm sorry, in Mississippi. You're probably for sure going to be confused if you're listening outside of the Magnolia State because there's actually two Senate races going on in Mississippi right now. One is for Roger Wicker's seat and nothing much going on. I'm, I know there's a Democratic runoff going on for that seat, but essentially we all, I think we all can say it's safe to say Wicker shouldn't have too much of a contest to be reelected in November, right? I agree. I mean, most Republicans, actually most incumbents, never have a problem. Uh, but there was a takedown in South Carolina for one person. And right now there's a one on the rocks. We just had a primary uh, election in Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. Martha Roby, a longtime congressman and a conservative, was actually challenged by a former Democrat congressman in a Republican primary, and she did not get she did not get the fifty percent that she needed, and so this actually could be a runoff in the Republican primary with a current Republican and the former Democratic congressman all in the Republican primary to see who will actually go to the November election. Yeah, and uh, just touching base again on that Mississippi thing before we come back to Alabama's Roby, the. So you got the Wicker thing, which should should, should happen, and then as you were you were mentioning, you've got a former Democratic uh, White House member. Uh, I guess he was a member of President Clinton's staff, Mike Espy, and he is running against two Republicans. The current interim senator, I guess, uh, is that what they call a, a, a Cindy Hyde Smith right now? She, she is currently the U.S. senator, correct? Okay, but she's only got an office until this next election because she was uh, appointed back in March, I think. To fill. It is a special election. She is currently the, the I guess you could call it the interim U.S. Senator mm-hmm. until she's actually elected. Uh, that that's will be decided in uh, November. It's it's going to be. But but there's also the, one other Republican, Chris McDaniel. You mentioned his name. Yes. And this will not be a primary leading up to the. No. Okay, that's what I it's wanted like, to it's, stress. It's kind of like Louisiana does. It's a jungle primary. Okay. Everybody goes in the same uh, same pot, and if no one gets fifty percent plus one the top two are kept in on a runoff basis. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that, that, what that does is it gives someone like Mike Espy a lot better chance of being elected because he, as long as you're in that top two or maybe even, I guess if you get 50% or more, you'll win? It is a weird kind of situation. There has been an instance in the past. You know, ordinarily in Mississippi, you would think the Republican would just get reelected because it's a very conservative state. But that did not happen in Alabama, just next door. Mm-hmm. So, is there going to be a very hot contested Republican uh, uh, side of the ballot? Those two Republicans are going to go after each other because they want to get go after that majority vote they believe they need and will win that election. But uh, you look back about a decade ago, there was a, also in, in North Mississippi a very hotly contested Republican primary, and people were so mad at the end of that primary election that they didn't care. To even support the Republican who won, hmm. and in Mississippi, that runoff will be just two weeks after the uh, the original primary election. So, will those hot tempers remain and allow Mike Espy, a Democrat who ordinarily shouldn't have no shot at winning that race, will allow him to have an opportunity to actually win in late November? We shall see. And Mike Espy was the Secretary of Agriculture, if I'm not mistaken, Correct. during Clinton's time and. Washington, D.C. We're talking with Howie Morgan of the Election Impact Group here on the Y'all Show, and we've had a a good discussion thus far. And in this roughly 10, 15-minute interview, Howie, we haven't said the T word one time. What, Ted Cruz? No, no. But 
he shouldn't we should talk about him and we will and we'll talk about the other t word that would be president trump and get how we stake on how the president is affecting all these races in dixie when we come back with more of the y'all show Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Reese and Irvies here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Peter Shapiro, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvies franchise? You know, I immediately saw the potential behind the technology. Interactive touchscreen ordering, customized flavor combinations, robotic delivery, music and animation. What excites you about the potential of your Reese and Irvies franchise? Well, it's the support and value we see from recent Irvies, from marketing, training, securing high traffic locations such as malls and universities to logistics support. They've just made it easy. Would you recommend a recent Irvies franchise to others? Absolutely. Look, I now own a business that drives revenue 24 seven with no employees or additional labor. Would I recommend one? I already have. Interested in a recent Irvies franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 3636 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 3636. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we're back here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. During our premiere week, we're glad you've tuned us in on great radio stations or if you're catching us on social media platforms, we thank you so much. And then if you're getting us in podcast form in Apple iTunes, like us and we'll automatically download to your preferred platform each and every day. We're talking with Howie Morgan right now, getting a political overview of what's going on in the South right now. It's debate. To, it's I, I said that before. It is primary season big time. You know, if, if you're worried about the dog days of summer, well, you can mix that in with some good political feel because we're definitely right in the thick of that in some states. And Howie, well, I teased you going into that last break about we haven't mentioned the T word, and that's Donald Trump. Of course, President Trump is such a, a massive figure in politics, being the president, but he's, I believe he's even more than any normal president with his impact, both good and bad. And we saw that last week, Howie, in South Carolina, where at the last hour, it was, I think, 5 o'clock in the afternoon when President Trump tweeted in that Republican primary in South Carolina that had long time. Republican Congressman and former Governor Mark Sanford losing to a newcomer that you mentioned was a Democrat at one time, 
And President Trump weighed in at the last minute on that, saying not to vote for his, I guess, friendly rival, only because of Republicans, but they really have butted heads a lot, Mark Sanford. Anyway, his uh, challenger won that primary and is going to go on to the general election. And Trump's had such a, an impact across the South. What is your take on how the president's affecting these primaries? The president has an outsized impact on all media and all these elections. And, you know, it's if you're in a Republican primary, the voters inside that Republican primary want to have fealty to the president and what he's doing. And if you are a congressman or senator and you have not uh, properly followed the lead of President Trump, you will face his wrath and ire. Um, I wouldn't say that, and I would not give credit to, quite frankly, the president on that tweet and it had anything to do with that election of Mark Sanford. Uh, 170,000 uh, early votes had already come in okay. before that happened. And as you said, that's, that tweet came out very late in the day, but it had already portended the fact that with because Mark Sanford had been critical of President Trump, the Republican voters were already knew about that and were already mad at him. The same thing happened with Martha Roby in Alabama. I would argue the same thing has happened uh, in Arizona. Put, pushed out Jeff Flake and his friend right there in Tennessee, uh, Bob Corker. He decided to not run for re-election, and that allowed someone who's been a very strong supporter of President Trump and Marsha Blackburn her the opportunity to get involved in that Republican primary and probably be the candidates uh, in that as a Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate seat. But that's within the Republican primary. Then you still got to win the general election. And that's where the negatives of President Trump come into play and have already come into play in districts all across the country. That's what guys like me are concerned about. Mm -hmm. My clients who are running for Congress and Senate have to win both elections. You can't just win the primary. You got to win the general, too. And with the president having such a huge impact on every single news cycle, it, it's just it's really hard for candidates to break through. And if that's the case, then everything's about President Trump. And if everything's about President Trump, then there's a chance that a lot of negativity will bounce back on a lot of these Republican candidates. And it's unfortunate for them, but that's the cycle they have to run in. Howie, you've done this a long time. Have you ever seen one political person, whether it be a president or anything, any position less than that, that's had such a dramatic impact on political races nationwide, no. nationwide? No, uh, this is, uh, it's really unprecedented, in my opinion, of uh, the, the huge impact that President Trump has on all the elections. Um, it is, it, it's, it's not just the elections, it's the news cycle themselves. Mm -hmm. People don't realize there's a huge battle within Democrat primaries as well. A lot of very strong leftists are running in, in primaries all across the nation. And you don't ever hear anybody talk about those. I mean, no one talks about the internal Democrat battles. It's all about Trump and are you supporting Trump? And you're missing a lot of things. There's a huge battle right now all across the country on health care. And that's not being talked about. But President Trump is going has, has he's done some things that will have um, concerned Republicans and, and Republican political consultants who are trying to get their guys reelected because they're worried about the health care impact could – encourage more Democrats to go out and vote. All across the country, 
people who love President Trump are happy with him and they're glad to support him. The problem is that there's a lot more people who don't like President Trump and they're very uh, um, they're very concerned and they're coming out in droves and their intensity and the number of people we see voting in Democrat primaries has really jumped up. And we are all concerned about that. What we try to do as a, as a political consultant is put a question in the minds of voters when they go and vote. And if the voters out there, right now they know that President Trump has had a roaring economy and they're very happy with that. However, even though he has a, a great economy, he doesn't have a high approval rating. And that's the first time we've ever had a president that had a roaring economy, but he doesn't have a high approval rating. Uh, so in November, what's gonna happen? Are the voters gonna ask themselves the questions about the economy? If so, the Republicans ought to do pretty well and keep both the House and Senate. If, however, the question they ask themselves is, do I like President Trump or not? Well, that may turn the, the, the tide a different way, yeah. help the Democrats out. Yeah. So the question on the voters' minds, whatever happens in November or during the early voting period for a lot of these states, that's going to be the impact of the elections. He will impact that. Either the economy is going to be the question, he wins, or if he's the question, he may lose. Howard, let me throw this out there, and uh, I think you'll agree, but let me throw it out there. Who is Donald Trump's biggest enemy? Question mark. I would say Donald Trump is his own worst enemy. Ding, 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 ding. You win. Uh, yes, he's his own worst enemy. Even when he does good things, he gets on your nerves about bragging about it. And I it's, think it's, I think you the, know, the, I, I am I have been friends with a lot of people in the White House. Uh, you know, Kellyanne Conway. I knew her back when she was Kellyanne Fitzpatrick. And Sarah Huckabee, I've I've always been a fan of hers and worked with her uh, back when she worked for her dad in the presidential race mm -hmm. in 2008. And it is really hard to have a communication message, and the president comes out and steps on your message every single day and every single tweet. Yeah, I remember during Infrastructure Week when it was all, they were supposed to talk about infrastructure to all the media. I think President Trump put out how, how many tweets that week. None of them were about infrastructure. They were all something about something else and usually denigrating the, uh, the, the fake news or the crooked media or whatever it is and just uh -huh. driving the communication shops bananas. And even Republicans who love President Trump wish he would do one thing, quit tweeting. And he just won't do it. Um, and he is unfortunately his own worst enemy. And that is uh, one of the reasons why he's – Approval ratings have been a negative ever since he's been in office. Well, you mentioned a word earlier that I, I don't want to skim past this. You mentioned the word fealty. And for those of us who may not made straight A's in school, essentially what you're saying is President Trump, it's, it's either follow him to the T or you're not on, on anybody's team. He's against you. Yes, and that has been the case. Yeah, you want... Obviously, the Republicans should follow their leader, and the Republicans should follow the same game plan. But part of the questions we've had within Republican primaries has been, are you establishment or are you conservative? And we talk about the conservative issues, and we argue about those. You're not having an argument now. No one's talking public policy at all. It's all about, do you support Trump or do you not? And in the Republican primary, there is a dearth of ideas. If you listen to Democrat voters, however, you look at their elections, they're talking about health care. They're talking about the economy. Republicans can't even talk about trade without getting stomped on by, by, by President Trump. 
even though Republicans have long been free traders, have long believed in the free market. And here we are having a president who is completely upending that and has completely changed the narrative uh, that that's the Republicans have had for literally decades uh, of our policy. And it's, it's strange to see. Yeah. Well, I know you've seen people change. You, you, someone who's been in this business for decades, you've seen people that you've worked with in political campaigns become different political people because of this president. Well, they're, they're, I believe that the members of Congress should do what they want to do. And if you, if you get reelected, great. If not, hey, you did what you thought was right. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I have found that a lot of people, Republicans and Democrats, have all decided it's all about getting reelected. It's all about staying in office. And either you're, either you can handle that and have no problem changing your own personal views, or you decide, you know what, I can't do that, and you quit. And a lot of guys have quit this year. We've had over 49 retirements on, on the Republican side, mm-hmm. including guys like we talked about earlier, those nine in Texas and Trey Gowdy and others all across the country. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see if, if we're going to have a, a robust uh, dialogue soon because, don't forget, if the Democrats take over the House, there's a chance they may want to impeach President Trump. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned that word yet. <laughs> so much going on. You know, Trump ran for this president because he, presidency because he thought he could win, and many of us believe that, well, I think he's got a chance. But he also uh, creates, as we've said, so many of his own problems and I know he's against fake news, and he's, he, he's got people out there who he really believes are going to be against him forever, and there's, there's some truth to that. But my goodness, the uh, amount of incoming, as he liked to talk about in the election, is uh, unprecedented. There's another word that gets used a lot for anybody. Only Donald Trump could withstand all the craziness that's been going on for these last few years, and somehow he's still in office. Now the question is, will he still be there in another year or two? Well, we'll find out. But he does have so much unprecedented positive going on. I thought we were going to have a war with Korea a couple of months ago, and that may end up being solved here pretty soon. The economy is so wonderful. Unemployment is down incredible rates right now for across the board. Things are so good, but so screwed up at the same time, Howie. Well, a lot of Republicans are very happy with the things that President Trump has done. They're just unhappy with some more of his you know, personal behavior mm-hmm. and the way he acts. And a lot of – if you see the problems we're having in a Republican primary – again, I'm a Republican consultant. We're having problems with women who are highly educated and have high incomes. And usually they vote along with their husbands about 70% of the time, and they all vote Republican. Well, that's not happening right now. And we are losing a lot of not only women, but just in the areas you see us losing in Virginia's races, in the Pennsylvania, in Arizona, and other places I've seen already. It's the high income, it's the highly educated voters that Republicans are losing in these general elections. And can we get them back? And can we get back on the right path over the next five months to continue to support uh, the, the, the president's agenda? Because if we can't, uh, it's going to change. Real quick before we get rid of you, Howie, uh, you uh, wanted to talk briefly about the race in Texas. Texas is a, is a harbinger of what we may be seeing down the road here. Trump's biggest rival in the Republican primary for president was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz does not have an easy path to reelection in the Lone Star State. 
Well, I, I know a lot of people are talking about Beta O'Rourke, and he's already raised millions and millions of dollars. He's become kind of a celebrity in Texas. I don't anticipate him having much of a challenge. Um, I, I look at it much like the race in Georgia, where millions and millions of dollars came in, but ultimately it, it stayed in Republican hands. I think the same is going to happen in Texas. Ted Cruz has a great machine and a great voting record, and he's been very much in support of President Trump uh, since he's been in office. So I, I can't see that changing anytime soon. Okay, well, that's good news to know. And after this excitement come uh, November, then all eyes truly start turning to the re-election of President Trump. That is, if he gets a Republican majority in the House. Uh, if he doesn't get that, then uh, look forward uh, to the impeachment proceedings to perhaps start. Hey, you may have a President uh, Pence in 2019. You never know. And that may not be the world's worst thing for conservatives out there to see him in office. Uh, but a lot of this is, is certainly to be determined. It's real, it's real interesting how the Democrats have sort of silenced themselves on the impeachment talk, at least right now. They don't want that to be the main thing going into the November elections. Well, they, there are a couple of rogue congressmen who are out there talking about it, but I don't see them as being having any influence whatsoever on the national scene uh, as of yet. But then again, things change. This is a Trump world we live in now. Yeah. And, and, and all it takes is a tweet or an election or something. Who knows what's going to happen? Every day the news media cycle is... Yeah, you watch the reporters, and they're just aghast at, at how many different things happen every single day with uh, President Trump. And, you know, this whole North Korea thing is obviously a, a great example. Uh, no one was talking about it. He canceled the entire summit. And next thing you know, it's on. And two weeks later, boom, yeah. they're in Singapore. So, And, and never mind the fact that the uh, president's got multiple lawsuits and multiple legal issues going on. And, and, uh, and things are also so incredibly positive for him. Uh, political speaking, with with what's going on with the economy and such, just an amazing time, and and I, it's one of the reasons we had the y'all show going. We're in we're in a part of the country that Trump is beloved by most of the citizenry, and so we want to salute the president when he needs it, and we want to criticize if he needs it, and we want to talk about all these local races and the states and all that, and that's why we have Howie Morgan of the Election Impact Group kind enough to come on and be our first political pundit. How about that, Howie? Well, thank you very much, John. And we want to thank Howie again for being our special guest, talking all things politics. We'll take a pause for the calls here on the Y'all Show in Hour 2. When we come back, we'll have an update on college sports with our Sports Land Yap feature. Also, we'll be talking Southern Women with the Southern Women Channel's Julia Fowler. And finally, in Hour 2, the Sauce Shop's Alan Dietrich will stop by to talk barbecue sauce and grilling. Mmm, mm, I can smell it already. Stay with us. The Y'all Show with John Rawl returns next hour. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. 
Maybe we should stay together. An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. I just need a little me time. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I love my family. But last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family. <laughs> for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And, all right, this is our segment we're going to introduce to you each and every week called Sports Lanyap. And we love college sports in the Southeast, and we're going to definitely focus on the SEC. We'll also talk about the ACC. But in Sports Lanyap, we're going to talk about some of the other teams in the South that may not be the marquee schools, the, the Power Five. We're going to talk about the group of five schools, the FCS schools, and we'll mix in other sports as well as just college with the sports land yet. But I want to start out, for example, here in this week's installment of sports land yet. How about the Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles baseball team? They made it all the way to a super regional this year in college baseball. They fell to Texas, but they went down to Oxford, Mississippi in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And they knocked off superpower Ole Miss in front of more than, I think, 20-something thousand combined fans, if you look at the different games, and just did a great job, the Golden Eagles. And then they went out to Austin. They won one game but lost the third game that could have sent them to Omaha. But the Golden Eagles from Cookville, Tennessee, had an incredible season. They won over 50 games. And as a result of their incredible season, Matt Braga, the head coach of the Golden Eagles, has now been picked to be the new head coach of the Rice Owls. The Owls recently let uh, Coach Wayne Graham, who'd been there forever, ride off into the sunset in retirement. And so the 
coach of uh, the Golden Eagles, Braga. He goes to Houston now to take over Rice, a historic program that won a national championship in college baseball about 15 years ago. So a great job there by the Golden Eagles, and they really were a fun team to watch. And it will be interesting to see if Braga can do what he did in Houston like he did it in Cookville, Tennessee, about 45 minutes east of Nashville. Congratulations to the Golden Eagles. Didn't make it to Omaha, but, boy, they sure had a miraculous season. Speaking of Omaha, rain got in the way on Monday night, Mississippi State, and North Carolina had to delay their game till today. We'll have an update on that tomorrow on the Y'all Show. But uh, also wanted to let you know that there's going to be other action going on today and tonight. We've got Texas and Florida this afternoon in an elimination game. And then tonight at TD Ameritrade Park, starting at 6 p.m., I think Omaha time that is, Arkansas and Texas Tech in the winner's bracket. And then there will be games going on Wednesday as those who remain in the College World Series. We love college sports, and if you've been a college sports enthusiast in the last two years, I would say, you've seen a website pop up called SEC Country. And they had affiliates throughout the SEC. They also had a website that was related to them called Land of Ten and Diehards. All of these were owned by Cox Media down in Atlanta. I didn't realize this, but back a few weeks ago, Cox Media shut down all of these sites. And some of them had thousands and thousands of uh, viewers and participants in their in their different discussions. I'm not sure what your favorite team is, but if, if there's a good chance they had a site devoted specifically to your favorite uh, major SEC team. But it's gone. SECcountry.com shutting down here in a few days. And what a bizarre thing because this had the funding and backing of a major company, Cox Media, which, by the way, was the original Y'all.com owner, which we have Y'all.com now here at this show, Y-A-L-L.com. But Y'all.com launched in 1994, around 2002, yours truly bought that domain from Cox, the first website that company had ever sold. And so we have it here, Y'all.com. But strange things, again, with the Cox Media Group shutting down SEC Country. One of the Alabama Crimson Tides beat writers on SEC Country, Ryan Fowler, He's going to join us on the phone on Thursday and give us an, a scoop of what's going on in T-Town with the defending national champion. And also we'll get Ryan's take on the entire SEC as we're less than 100 days away now from the kickoff of college football 2018. A whole lot of fun for sure. We'll take a break on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to talk Southern Women with the Southern Women Channel's Julia Fowler, and she'll tell us all about her channel and how it has received millions of viewers through the years. Later in the show, we'll be talking to Alan Dietrich of The Saw Shop. So women and barbecue, those two items still come, still to come this hour on The Y'all Show. We'll be right back. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. 
Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel blue star work fast or your money back. Reese and Irvy's here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Peter Shapiro, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvy's franchise? You know, I immediately saw the potential behind the technology. Interactive touchscreen ordering, customized flavor combinations, robotic delivery, music and animation. What excites you about the potential of your Reese and Irvy's franchise? Well, it's the support and value we see from recent Irvies, from marketing, training, securing high traffic locations such as malls and universities to logistic support. They've just made it easy. Would you recommend a recent Irvies franchise to others? Absolutely. Look, I now own a business that drives revenue 24 seven with no employees or additional labor. Would I recommend one? I already have. Interested in a recent Irvies franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 3636 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 3636. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. y'all do y'all do acrylics can y'all monogram these hey how's your mama now my mama is driving me crazy my daddy's gonna kill me my daddy's gonna kill you some fool stole my buggy at the piggly wiggly and that there a sample of what you'll find on the southern women channel on youtube check it out go to southernwomenchannel.com and you'll find much more about this brand and all the videos and the shop they've got. And from the Southern Women Channel, we're going to go to the czar of that site, Julia Fowler. She's joining us now on the Y'all Show. Julia, welcome in to the Y'all Show. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me, darling. Well, thank you for coming on. And what a fun thing you've been doing for a couple of years with the Southern Women Channel. And we had to uh, give folks the Methodist version of your YouTube. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but uh, pretty neat. I remember seeing that when it first came out. That was, I think, your your debut there with that particular cut we just played. And uh, I guess, for starters, how in the world did this even come about? Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing. I, um, I'm born and raised in Gaffney, South Carolina, and I graduated from the University of South Carolina in Columbia. Go Gamecocks. And I moved to New York City. Um, where I was a Broadway performer and uh, did did national tours and Broadway shows and that kind of thing. And then uh, I met my husband in New York, and we moved to Los Angeles because my husband's a television producer, and he had some opportunities out here. So he came out. We moved out here. And when I got to Los Angeles, I was really, really blue, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't have any friends. I was all the way across the country from my family. Um I was no longer doing musical theater because that, you know, that business is in New York City. And um, I was a little confused about what I was going to do with my life next. And um, I started pursuing writing um, and 
the first script I ever wrote was uh, a Southern comedy, and I sold the first script I ever wrote to a movie studio. And got into development with the movie studio, and it was all very, very, you know, um, uh, heady because I didn't really expect to sell the first thing I ever wrote. And um, along the way, um, the marketing department from that movie studio came in and ultimately um, decided they did not want to, to produce the movie because they felt like the movie was too Southern and they didn't feel like it would do well globally. You know, uh, Hollywood studios are much more interested in how a movie will do in China than how it would do in South Carolina or Tennessee or Georgia. <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's a different kind of numbers game for them. So I honestly, um, in a good Southern woman fashion, just got irritated. And I thought, how could you not make a movie because you think it's too Southern? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. So I decided to dedicate my, um, my career to creating comedy and programming and entertainment for the Southern audience, because I feel like it's an audience that's really underserved in Hollywood um, and often misunderstood by Hollywood. Um, and so I thought, well, why, you know, who better than a Southerner to, to create some, some fun? So the first thing I did um, after that, um, you know, after that script got put in what we call a turnaround, that's a Hollywood phrase, turnaround. Let me say turn it around and give it, give the rights back to me, just in case you're wondering. Um, and one of the first things I did was decide to do something that did not require Hollywood's permission. And there was this new thing called YouTube. And I thought, I'm going to just make a video. At the time, there was a meme that was very popular on YouTube. Um, I'll give you the Baptist version called Stuff, you know, Stuff, Stuff People in LA Say or Stuff Such and Such Says. And there was a whole meme of this going on the internet. And, and I was sort of looking around, and I was like, why has nobody ever done stuff Southern people say? Because we say the funniest stuff of all. And so basically, based on that popular meme, I wrote um, a video. And I called um, a couple of my girlfriends out here that over time I accumulated some really close girlfriends. And, of course, they're all Southern Um uh, Delane Yates is from uh, Louisiana. She's from New Orleans. Um, Catherine Bayless is from um, Mississippi and from Vicksburg, Mississippi. And Sheila Hawkins is from Landrum, South Carolina. And they were my best friends out here. I had, you know, they were like my southern sisterhood that was keeping me sane. And I called them and said, y'all have to do this. Two of them are actresses. One of them's a producer. And they thought I was a little bit nuts. But they were like, yeah, okay, we'll do it with you. And we did it, and I filmed it, and I edited it, and I put it up, and I didn't think anything about it. I just thought, oh, well, that'll be fun. You know, my mom and daddy think that's funny, or my sorority sisters from college will think that's funny. And I don't know. I just kind of did it as just, just as a lark, really. And <laughs> within 24 hours, the video went viral, and the Today Show called, and all these newspapers and radio stations started calling me from the South. And I was like, okay, well... I guess I will keep making these videos because people like them. And so that is how the Southern Women Channel was born, really out of really out of an accident. And this first video that we just played a sampling of, 8 million downloads on YouTube right now. And yes, yes. My YouTube channel now has, um, the YouTube channel itself has over 21 million views, which sometimes is really hard for me to comprehend. Um, like that's insane, you know. <laughs> you, you do know you do know a state like Mississippi probably only has like three million people in it. So yeah, I know. 
about it is, you know, I don't have a crew, a production team, anything. Really, my husband and I do it all. Um, I make my husband help me. He is far, far uh, more qualified than, than what he needs to be to help me do YouTube videos, but he loves me, so he helps me. Um, but really, I write the videos myself. Um, I, I am the sole writer for the channel. Um, and then I go and shoot everything. I have my own equipment. Over time, I've purchased equipment. Um, it's, you know, not the fanciest of equipment, but it'll do, as Mama says, it'll do. Um, and, you know, I have equipment, and I shoot at my uh, friends' houses. Um, all the actresses work for free. Uh, we all wear our own wardrobes. We all do our own hair and makeup. Um, what people don't realize is for that particular series, um, Stuff Southern Women Say, and I'm getting ready to shoot an episode of that. I'm starting a new episode of that. I'm shooting on this Saturday, actually. So the next two Saturdays, I'm shooting the new episode that will drop in July. Uh, but what people don't realize is that when I shoot that, it is an insane amount of work. Every one-liner that you're hearing requires a, a different camera setup, different wardrobe, different people in, 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 the, <laughs> in the shot. So, you know, on a normal sitcom, you know, if you look like at a sitcom, you, you might have like, I don't know, you might have like 20 to 40 setups, you know, and you're shooting over a week. And what we do, I shoot like 75 setups in a day, <laughs> sometimes two days. It is a ridiculous amount of work, but we have a really good time doing it, and it has brought us such tremendous joy um, to have found this community um, of, of Southerners that that we can communicate with and 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 sh you know share a laugh with because all of us um, that are on the channel every single girl that has appeared in a video um, lives here in Los Angeles but they are authentic born and raised Southern girls I won't cast anybody that is not born and raised in the South because my thing about Hollywood that drives me crazy is when they hire actresses and they, they, they teach them a Southern accent because it's not about the accent. Southern is an attitude. It's an attitude. You're either born with it or you're not. It cannot be taught. And that's, you know, I take pride in, in, um, in, in you know, sort of plucking out all these Southern girls out here in Los Angeles that are transplants. And, and I sort of created my own little Southern sorority out here. <laughs> a lot of fun if you look at my uh, website uh, under the about the cast section and the website southernwomenchannel.com but if you look at the about the cast section you'll see and you can read about all the interesting girls I've met out here and they're really all my good friends now and I'm so thankful um, that I found them all. Yes one of the cadre of folks that you have at southernwomenchannel.com if you're a country music fan you'll recognize the name Laura Bell Bundy she's one of your castmates there, one of your sorority sisters with Southern Women <laughs> Channel. My adult sorority sister, right. I guess. <laughs> We're talking with Julia Fowler of Southern Women Channel, and check it out on YouTube. Check it out on the web at Southern Channel, southernwomenchannel.com. And Julia is from Gaffney, South Carolina, home of the cheapest gas in the South. If you want to make a road trip, <laughs> go to Gaffney. It's just off I-85 between... Spartanburg, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina, and fill up your tank of gas and tell them that the Southern Women Channel and y'all sent you. 
to that beautiful spot of upstate South Carolina. Now, before we get out of here with with you, Julia, you're putting your degree from the University of South Carolina to work. Not only are you a budding star on YouTube, but hey, how about this? You've done something everybody says they'll do, but never do. You've recently penned your first book, Talk Southern to Me. Tell me about it. Yeah, I sure did. It's actually been really an amazing journey with this book. Um, you know, like I said, I, I've been out here in Hollywood for a long time working as an actor, um, you know, stumbling around doing guest stars on TV shows and writing. I've continued to write. I have taken out a television project each and every year with some pretty big-time name producers, celebrity producers, and it is really hard to get a show sold to television. Um, people write me all the time, why haven't you, why don't y'all have a TV show? And I'm like, well, honey, Lord, it ain't for a lack of trying, let me tell you that. You know, it is really hard to sell. It's super competitive. Um, and, I, you know, I, 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 like I said, I was writing scripts, 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 TV scripts, feature scripts, um, television treatments, what they call, was what they call like a, a spec for a, for a television idea. Um, and I'd never thought about writing a book. Sorry to be long-winded. You know how the Southerners are. But going back to your point, John, um, I had never thought about writing a book. And because the YouTube channel was so popular, I got a call from a literary agent um, who wanted to meet me, and she said, I think that you should consider writing a book. You're writing all of this material for this YouTube channel. You've accumulated this, um, you know, this audience that obviously, you know, enjoys listening to your voice. Would you think about writing a book? And I was like, I, I don't know. That seems so fancy and highfalutin. A book? I don't know. And she said, well, just think about it, you know. So I did, and I came back to her, and I pitched her a proposal um, and said, this is what I would want to do. And um, she said, I like it. Let's, you know, write up the book proposal. So you have to, you have to basically write up three chapters. I learned all about how you, you know, do a book proposal. And then she went and shopped, shopped it to um, – to publishers, and I was so grateful to land a, uh, a book deal with Gibbs Smith Publishing. They're basically out of Utah, so they didn't have a clue what I was what I was saying in my book. My poor editors, they enjoyed it, but I don't think half the time they could even decipher my writing. Huh. Uh, but we, I had an amazing time working with them. They they really were awesome to work with because um, they really trusted my vision and they trusted my voice. And um, the book came out March 6th. That was my book's birth date. <laughs> and I have had such an amazing time. I went all around the South. Um, uh, well, I went not all around the South, but I went through North Carolina and, and South Carolina for the sort of the first leg of the book tour. Um, it was important to me to, to, to really be close to where, um, you know, I consider all my humor is born from, which is South Carolina. And um, it was real fun to go across the state and meet all kinds of people at book signing events that, you know, have been watching the videos for years, and, and now they had this tangible thing where they could, um, you know, hold it in their hand and, and give it as a gift and keep it as a keepsake. And, you know, it, it really is a, has a gifty aspect to it, but I also go and do all these essays. I tell all these funny uh, stories about, you know, things that happened to me growing up in the South and how I think you know, being raised a Southern woman has really um, helped me survive, um, you know, urban jungles like New York City and Los Angeles. Well, check it out. It's called Talk Southern to Me, and I know that uh, was very easy for you to pin, Julia Fowler. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't 
mean, it was, it's hard work to write a book. You oh. know, it requires, writing just requires discipline. I mean, that's the biggest thing. You know, people always say, what's the secret to writing? You know, a writer writes. So you have to sit down, you have to do it. It's, you know, it's very, um, it's very isolating. You know, even, even talking about the book and talking about the YouTube channel, you know, what I do is isolating. I spend a lot of time alone. And so when I, when people watch my videos or I get emails from people like you, John, saying we want to do an interview or, you know, or people buy my book, um, you cannot know the joy it brings you because it makes you feel like, oh, all that hard work is worth it. You know, I, people really um, are entertained um, by, by my musings. And, and uh, it's super flattering and also, you know, brings me joy to know that I'm in the business of joy. Well, we're looking forward to the sequel to Talk Southern to Me. It's going to be called Talk Northern to Me. <laughs> no, no, no. We're never writing that book, John. Never, never, <laughs> never. But, uh, you know, talk, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a funny thing about Talk Southern to Me. Um, so the, the book... Um, you know, the publishers, you know, are very interested, you know, where, where the book goes. I learned all this, you know, as I was going through the process with the publishers. But, you know, they want it to go, you know, they want it in bookstores and Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And all I cared about, and if you've watched my videos, Walmart. then this will make sense to you. It was all I cared about was Walmart. Yeah. I was like, can they sell my book up at the Walmart? And the uh, No, like, you said it wrong. Julia, come on now. If you're going to talk Southern, it's not Walmart. It's Walmarts. And well, well, when I grew up, my granny worked at the very first Walmart in Gaffney, South Carolina, and she never called it Walmart. She called it Walmart. So that's how I learned it. Okay. It was always up at the Walmart. You know, this happened up at the Walmart, and that happened up at the Walmart. Did you see her up at the Walmart? Lord have mercy, yesterday up at the Walmart, there's so many people you could, you know, stir the crowd with a stick, you know. <laughs> it, it, that, my whole life was that kind of, you know, uh, the Walmart was like the center of the community in Gaffney. So I, you know, we'd go to Walmart and just have something to do. I mean, yeah. there wasn't nothing to do. You know, you'd walk around, it was cold, it was air-conditioned, you know, you'd look at stuff, you know, you'd see people gossip, you know, and you'd leave. That, that Walmart was like a, it, it was a social situation. Hey, it still is. I swear to God. Yes, it still is. It still is. And so, you know, I created this character years ago in a in an improv class that was called Wanda Walmart, and she was saying something on sale up to Walmart. So when I did these videos, um, I just sort of used that character to do that one line in the very first video. I think she said they got propane on sale up to Walmart. Well, people went so nuts that every single video, I actually look up and see something funny that's on sale up to Walmart, and I, you know, I film something for every video. And people just love it, and it has cracked me up. So I personally became obsessed with my book being on sale up to Walmart. And, you know, Walmart was not, you know, they were not jumping, um, they, they weren't jumping at the chance to sell my book. I guess that, you know, they, I think the price point was a bit high, uh, the publisher's price point. And so I started throwing a fit, and I said, what do we have to do? What do we have to do, you know? So eventually, um, I made a video and strung all the things that I said to, about Walmart together and wrote this impassioned letter and <laughs> sent it, it to my publisher. I was like, please send this to the Walmart people. So I don't know what happened or how exactly it came about because I'm not privy to all that information. But all I know is one day I got a, 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 a letter from uh, an email, that is. And listen to me, how old am I? A letter. Remember when people used to write letters? Um, anyway, I got an email. No, from I don't. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. I got an email from my uh, publisher, 
And they said, uh, Julia, you will be pleased to learn that Walmart.com has picked up your book. And I'm going to tell you, I celebrated. I, I, I was in a Tony Award-winning Broadway show, and I'm not sure that I was as excited about that as I was about the fact that I'm a published author, and they have my book on sale up to Walmart.com. <laughs> It's it's good business. I mean, we're laughing, but actually, if you if you want to be serious, you need to be in Walmart and on Walmart.com. So congratulations yes. to that. Yes, well, for me, it had, you know, a kind of a nostalgic meaning. It's it just so specific to, to my humor, my videos themselves. But, yes, you can get the book everywhere. Amazon, you can get it on my website. It's it's everywhere. Barnes & Noble, you can get it at your local bookshop. And I hope people will shop, shop local and will support their local bookshops. Um, you know, that was one of the things I did on my book tours. I went to a lot of Southern gift shops. My book is um, has a real gift aspect to it. It's very pretty. It's a gift size. And uh, so I did a lot of book signings in, in all these amazing gift shops throughout the South. And um, so check it out. You know, check it out. Ask If you don't see it, please ask your local vendor about it because um, people seem to like it. And I've gotten really terrific feedback. And it's, it's been such a blessing that I was able to write a book. The author, Julia Fowler, the book, Talk Southern to Me. You can learn more at southernwomenchannel.com. And, of course, visit the YouTube page and like it. It's Southern Women Channel on YouTube. Julia, thank you so much and we wish you all the best and congratulations on everything you've got going so far. Oh, I, w I just love meeting you, John, and I just love that you're in the business of, you're in the y'all business. I think that's so terrific and, you know, I, I love meeting these Southerners and and I thank you so much for your interest, and I thank you for watching my YouTube videos, and I hope you continue to watch them. We're making, cooking up some more stuff, and I'm working on two more Southern scripts that I'm going to try to pedal around here to Hollywood. So keep your fingers crossed for me. Keep me in your prayers. She's manning our Western Bureau of the South, Julia Fowler, <laughs> right there. And it doesn't get too much further west than Hollywood, so congratulations, and keep it Southern out there in Tinseltown. Everybody stay where you are. Stay where you are. We'll be right back with more of the Y'all Show. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabet on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Reese and Irvy's here, the world's first and only frozen yogurt and ice cream dispensing robot franchise. Today, we're talking with Peter Shapiro, one of our 235 national franchisees. What drew you to starting a Reese and Irvy's franchise? You know, I immediately saw the potential behind the technology. Interactive touchscreen ordering, customized flavor combinations, robotic delivery, music and animation. What excites you about the potential of your Reese and Irvy's franchise? Well, it's the support and value we see from recent Irvies, from marketing, training, securing high traffic locations such as malls and universities to logistic support. They've just made it easy. Would you recommend a recent Irvies franchise to others? Absolutely. Look, I now own a business that drives revenue 24 seven with no employees or additional labor. Would I recommend one? I already have. 
Interested in a recent Irvies franchise of your own? Simply go to FroyoFranchising.com and enter promo code 3636 to learn more. That's FroyoFranchising.com, promo code 3636. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that, because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And we're back on the Y'all Show, talking all things Southern. John Rawl, your host, as we roll through a Tuesday. And in the South, well, we're known for a lot of things, but cooking is one of the great attributes that we have in the region. And when it comes to cooking, well, there's a couple of specialties out there, but I'm not sure there's a better specialty than Firing something up on the grill, whether that be barbecue or some kind of barbecue chicken or ribs. And we're going to go to the Sauce Shop's Alan Dietrich for some southern input on all things cooking and sauces. Alan, welcome into the Y'all Show. How you guys doing? We're good. How are you? And how are y'all? I'm, I'm actually taking it kind of easy today. I'm, uh, I've been cooking the last two or three days and I'm... I'm just relaxing today so well you have a lifestyle evidently we're all going to be envious of after we uh, hear this interview with you alan but tell us a little bit just to start how you got into cooking and sauce shop and all that good information well i i probably got into barbecue um the way nobody else ever did i uh i've been storm chasing out in the plains for 20 years 21 years actually and uh when we're on the road, we'd stop and eat barbecue, and then I'd buy all kinds of sauces and rubs and stuff while I was on the road and take them home and use them over the winter time or whatever. Um, but could never get them, you know, easily back. I had to go back out when you know the next year when we were storm chasing and get them. So that's where the the idea of the sauce shop came from. Uh, being able to get sauces and rubs and everything easily, you know, right through your phone and everything. Um, and then I became addicted to doing barbecue. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a started out with a vision grill. And once I got that, I, I had never cooked in my oven for like, it's been over three or four years. I've never used my oven um and then i got a custom made smoker made in texas which is uh four foot by four foot and there's not another one like it i designed it and that guy built it for me and then i we got a big fire pit in the lot next to our house and we started cooking on that and i have a couple other grills and everybody in the in town knows when they see smoke in my area just to wander over because I always cook 
way more than I need. So every it, every night turns into a party at our house. So now tell me where you live. Just 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 kidding. I would love uh, to. I'd love to have a neighbor like you. To be honest with you, Alan. Well, it's you know it's uh, you know I, I think well you know I'm the barbecue culture. I mean, basically is gathering of friends and eating and having a good time and friendship and all that stuff. And, uh, I just tend to carry that to my neighbors and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things I enjoy. I I do so much barbecue and see so much barbecue that a lot of the times, you know, my friends eat, end up eating more than I do. Um, I just cook it their enjoyment my you know my wife works hard every day she comes home to a great meal um you know my my 18 year old or 17 year old son is inviting his friends over all the time for barbecue so they they call me the sauce boss up here (laughs) (laughs) well i want to ask you because we here in the south love our barbecue but uh, there's been a civil war that has continued since 1865. You know, the North and South may have put their arms away in 1865, but there's been a civil war going on ever since between not only states, but even sub-areas of states where one state, like let's say North Carolina has mustard, uh, uh, they have some mustard, but they have vinegar-based, they have tomato-based, and and then you've got other areas that look at you funny if you mention the word vinegar-based or mustard-based, and then you've got ketchup-based, which is probably the dominant one. Please kind of help us understand the varieties that we have here in the South with our barbecue sauces. Well, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> the funny thing is, is I've spent more time in Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas than I have in, in like, well, I know Alabama, you know, they, all their good, they started the white sauce type thing. Cause I've, I've dealt with, become friends with Chris Lilly down there and, uh, he's got his stuff in my app. Um, I, the funny thing is, is I enjoy them all, you know, it's, it, it, it goes with the area's food. I mean, you get to North Carolina, South Carolina, they're cooking pig all the time. But down in Texas, I've only found one place that cooks, you know, a pork butt and does pulled pork. And that you would know, be they, where? Um, in Tyler's Barbecue in Amarillo. He does he does some good uh, little pork shoulder there for sandwiches and things like that. But he's one of the few people in Texas I've ever seen do pork. I mean, there's there's some like Coopers and things like that. They'll do a pork chop, you know, or Kreutz's Market and Lockhart. They'll do pork chops, but no pulled pork or anything like that. I tell you, it's weird because I, I, I was on the road this year, and I, I took a lot of food with me. Um, I took, you know, vacuum-packed pulled pork that I made, you know, just so we could eat it on the road and a little bit cheaper, you know, and, uh, I ended up giving out some of my packets to them just to, so they could try it, you know, and who knows, maybe I'm spreading, uh, spreading a new tradition down that way. But, uh, you know, th- th- they don't taste, they don't do it. So they don't taste it. And when they taste it, they loved it. So <laughs> I don't, you know, um, 
Maybe I'm becoming a mediator between uh, north and south. (laughs) And east and west here in the south, too. Hey, you are helping us learn new verbiage here on the show. B-Y-O-P-P. Bring your own pulled pork. Exactly. We're talking to Alan Dietrich of the Sauce Shop, and his app is Sauce Shop. We encourage you to go online and and check it out. You can order sauces and more. It is a really neat app, and uh, we look forward to getting Alan's perspective on the whole culture war of barbecue and more. Now, with your sauces, it is more than just for barbecue, right? Yeah, no, we've got uh, (laughs) – in the app we have – you know, all kinds of rubs and barbecue utensils and mustards and jellies and all kinds of things. I mean, we just keep expanding all the time, hot sauces, uh, you know, things like that. It just depends what people want to put in and we'll, uh, we'll open the app up different categories for them. And, uh, the, the thing is we're, we're working on a second app called the Q finder, which is going to be a dedicated barbecue restaurant locator. Um, and as soon as Apple okays it, I don't know what they're, what they're doing. They're dragging their feet or something this time, but it's done and ready to go. Um, it'll be available in the Apple and Android stores, just like the saw shop. But, uh, what, what you do is you open it up wherever you are and it'll, pop up the screen you touch the screen and it'll give you the closest restaurant to you no matter where you're at um and most of them i mean i i've put in every restaurant myself um and what i like to do is when i'm on the road i always check on all the restaurants in my app you know every town i go i look for new ones and and look for old ones I have to make sure they're still open. Of course, there's a lot of turnover in barbecue restaurants, unfortunately. But, um, and then we're going to have a crowdsourcing uh, area where you can put in, you know, some of your favorite barbecue restaurants near you if they're not in the app. You know, I'm always open to new people to uh, send me in stuff. Um, so it's, it's, you know, right now at this point, we've got 5,500 barbecue restaurants worldwide, and our app works worldwide, too. So you can be in Australia and use it, or England. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool. Well, folks, don't forget that we're only days away from arguably Christmas Day for barbecue fans, and that's the 4th of July. Is that, if you had to guess, Alan, the epicenter of barbecuing? Oh, that, that's in Memorial Day, okay. you know, any, any of those holidays. But, yeah, uh, 4th of July, I'll be up on the beach up in Lake Erie uh, cranking out the uh, – well, we always have a birthday pr- a party for my son. He was born July 3rd, so we've always gone up to – we have a relative who has a beach up there, and we spend the whole day up there, and I end up barbecuing all day for – probably 30 teenagers that come up and so we go through some serious food that day and on a typical alan dietrich barbecue are we going to find multiple sauces available and you cook barbecue in different styles oh yeah okay well the funny thing is okay this this is great because when people put their sauces or rubs in my app they send me one of their products so I can do pictures for, I, I like to have a consistent looking picture and 
um, a style for the app. And, and so I've got a cabinet down in my office. Um, it's probably two feet deep, four feet wide and about, I don't know, six or seven feet high. And it's got five shelves on the inside. I call it, I call it the cabinet of pleasure. Now it's it, you. You said I'll, I'll bring people down, and I, I give out samples to people and stuff just to, uh, you know, spread the word about what's in the app and everything like that. And uh, you, I, I stand them in front of the cabinet and I tell them to open it up, and 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 I'll tell them to close their eyes because as soon as they open it up, this wafting smell of rubs and everything just comes out and hits them as soon as they open the doors, you know, and, it, and then they'll open their eyes and they'll see like five shelves of goodness, you know, and it's, and so if I have somebody come over to my house to do some plumbing or something, you know, I'll take the plumber down and let him grab something. And, um, it's, it's getting to be well known. It's like the other day we had a cook off and, it was at a friend's house and we had a cook off here at my house one time and I took everybody down to the cabinet of pleasure, but they couldn't go to the cabinet of pleasure at my friend's house, you know, cause I had all the good stuff. So <laughs> it's, uh, I, I use a little bit of everything, uh, just depending on what I cook and you know, it's, I never have a run out of variety. That's for sure. The cabinet of pleasure. I like that. And I, I definitely, one of my new goals in life is to be an FOA, friend of Alan. We're talking with Alan. Well, you, Go you ahead. you ever get in Ohio, and uh, you're, you're more than welcome to come up and visit the cabinet of pleasure. <laughs> talking to Alan Dietrich of the Sauce Shop. Of course, you can find it in your app. Uh, very easy. If you don't remember Sauce Shop, just search barbecue sauces, and it will pull right up, and you'll be able to explore and order and and barbecue sauce is the gift that keeps on giving because you can order it for friends and family. And, yes, you can give it as a gift. But I bet you if you're a good enough friend, your gift will come back and return the favor because your friend will cook something with that sauce and you'll be able to enjoy it too. That That's not part of the reason you do all this, is it, Alan? No, no. I just I do, I do this because I love I, I just love barbecue and I love all the people. I mean, that's, you know, it, I've made plans. I've got my hotel booked to go to the American Royal and, and hang out there. And, you know, it's nice to be able to walk around and, you know, and Myron Mixon will say hi to me. Chris Lilly, I know really good, you know, and they, yeah, I'm drinking margaritas with Chris Lilly before the steak cooking contest down at the uh, National Barbecue Convention. You know, not many people can say they can do that. You know, and it's this this app is as you know got me to know the Black family and Lockhart, all the guys at Kreitz's Market. You know, uh, Coopers. You know, just some of the biggest names in barbecue. And here I am, a guy from Ohio, which is not known for barbecue. You know, and it's. Uh, just great to be able to to walk up and say hi to those people and they know who you are and you know all the all the people that shed down in 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 the south i mean i, I just love those people and you know mama shed and and, and uh, you're talking about down in biloxi at gulfport mississippi I yeah brad orison and all those guys you know i've got to know them really well and and 
you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. And I'm, you know, eventually I'm, I'm working on a book on barbecue culture. Um, I've been a photographer for my whole life. I've been runner up for the Pulitzer prize twice in journalism. And, uh, I'm out of that now, but I'm into barbecue. So I'm kind of <laughs> continuing the, uh, uh, the barbecue, you know, pictures and, you know, the people in barbecue and things like that from, you know, I met an old guy down in, uh, in Belgrade, Florida. Um, he had a big old smoker on front of his house and, and I was just driving around and saw the smoker and, and stopped and started taking a few pictures of it. And he came out and then come to find out this guy calls himself Nat the Cat. I mean, he's he's an 80, 90-year-old black guy who uh, has been doing barbecue for 60 years, and now he does it for his church, you know, with his big smoker. And I, you know, you just get a beautiful portrait of that guy or, you know, it's little things like that that really, uh, you know, drive my passion for barbecue. And everything I make is a picture, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because... You know, I'll be cooking and everybody's saying, well, is it ready yet? I, I got to do the picture first. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, if you want to see some of my pictures, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, the saw shop. And then we have the new uh, uh, Q Finder um, Instagram feed. And then my personal one is Dietrich Picks, P-I-X. Um, and those are just all my personal pictures and things like that. Um, and, um, so if you find one, you can find them all. All right. Well, sauce boss, we really appreciate you giving us a good perspective of what all you have going on. And many of us are not only quite envious, but also you've got us a little bit hungry here today. So we want to thank you for that. And of course, with July 4th, just around the corner, we all want to get ready for that grilling and no better place to go than the Salts Shop. Alan Dietrich, thank you, and have a wonderful rest of your week and a happy 4th of July. I'm just prepping food for my vacation down in North Carolina here uh, next week, so uh, taking it with me. All right. Well, we're definitely envious. And that'll put a bow on this y'all show for a Tuesday. Want to thank again Alan for being our special guest talking barbecue. Want to thank Julia Fowler for talking about the Southern Women Channel. And in hour one, our guest was Howie Morgan of the Election Impact Group. On Wednesday's Y'all Show, we're going to get an update on Music Row and all that's going on with country music from Precious Harris. We'll tell you about the First Seminole War tomorrow as we celebrate the 200th anniversary of the end of that conflict. Don't know much about it? Well, stick around Wednesday. We'll tell you all about the First Seminole War. (laughs) Good stuff there. Also, the Atlantic Coast Conference. It's a power conference in college football and college sports. And we'll be talking to ACC insider Jonathan Leifite of 247 Sports. And he'll have a full ACC report. You don't want to miss it on Wednesday's Y'all Show. John Rawls signing off. Thank you again for listening and tuning us in on great stations. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Y'all Show. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Wednesday, y'all. Are you breaking up with me on a roller coaster? Well, we do have a lot of fun. Maybe we should.
An emotional roller coaster? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. I just need a little me time. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the brotherhood of muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC.